sure I set my timer. Flavors. I like uh, coffee with a Maduro wrap. Dark, rich, chocolatey. Goes well. Yeah. Thing for my palate, my very advanced palate. <laughs> little 10% go through the nasal passage. Retro hit? Retro... Draw, retro hit, retro... Breath. Something. Retro something, yeah. Not yeah. retrograde. Retrograde. Uh-huh. Isn't that something with nuclear? Uranium, something bad? Retrograde. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, we just got one more follower. The U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I heard that ping. <laughs> For sure. The retro whatever, that's pretty good. I like that. Got a heavier draw. <sighs> yeah. Packed a little tight. Well, at least it's not just mine. Yeah, it, it's a lot heavier than the last ones we've been we've been having. Hawk is back. Yep. I've been packed a little tight in the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's been going on. I took this week off. Yeah. So just been writing. Trying to finish the book on our storm story that we went through and whenever that was, 99, way back in the 1900s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My uh, freshman year of high school, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were going through that massive storm, finally, 20-something years later, writing it down. Actually wrote it last year, but now editing it and need to get it pushed out. Mm-hmm. But taking the week off and writing and messing about at the house, I still end up wrapped up tight. <laughs> More so than had I been working. I, th I think it's just getting out of the track. But well, you go to work 40 hours a week or whatever and you're just rolling. Well, and 40 hours a week at work, you're wrapped up in work. Yeah. And you don't, well, I don't know. I never cared more about work than home. So if you're at home yeah. more, then your focus goes towards more things that you're actually worried or care about more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Like I was telling you when you got here last night, it was all perfect too. Our youngest gets out of the shower. Uh, my wife was washing a dish or something and she goes 
we're out of water. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I turn the sink on, it's like, you know, nothing. I'm like, great. We just had our well pump replaced not two years ago. Yeah. So I crawl under the house. Well, I know nobody messed with it because mm-hmm. of all the spider webs that I took <laughs> with me getting to the, the box. Mm-hmm. Check the fuses. Fuses are good. Check the um, breaker box. That was fine. I'm like, well, shoot. I don't know what's going on, but whatever. It's, it's about bedtime. You know, kids are going to bed. Everybody, we're getting ready for bed. It's like, we'll figure it out tomorrow. Yeah. And then right before bed, I was thinking, you know what? I do have another panel. I'll go check that one something was tripped so i flipped it back on and i'm like i'll put the fuses back in in the morning see what's going on put them back in walk over to the well pop the cap (laughs) pouring in i was like oh praise god Mm -hmm. that's what it was flip the breaker you know no big deal yeah um but it was funny because when we first moved in here our well pump well pump burnt out and we hauled water well we melted snow for a couple of days and we bought tanks and then hauled water and did all this and so it wasn't that big a deal this time around it's like oh we already have everything we need yeah right. it's an inconvenience yeah that muddles up my plans for tomorrow morning and mm-hmm. the next few days because we got to do a couple of runs to fill up the cistern but uh and it, it again it was funny like tonight we're dropping the boys off at my in-laws so we can have a date night mm. so it's the night before the date night and now, you know, what could be a potential, like, issue yeah. is nothing. Oh, my gosh. I hope the camera catches him. Oh, beautiful fox. Come on in the screen. Not so much. Well, maybe he'll cross down. I was looking at the rob- red-rested robin over there. Oh, yeah. Lots of wildlife moving around. Nice to know they're not on my property, though. They're close. Yeah. Not near my chicken coop. That's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah. Love foxes, except when you have a chicken coop. Which is funny. Foxes will steal eggs and kill the birds, and I think eat the birds. But raccoons will reach in, rip the chicken's head off, and leave it. They'll just hmm. murder them just like I hate you. <laughs> like, I've tried to sleep all day and you're crowing and clucking. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be something. Yeah. It's like, what the Weird. heck, dude? Not original intent, I think. No, I don't think so. If the lion and the lamb are laying down together, then... The raccoon and the hens are snuggling at night. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, these life things. They happen to all of us. Yep. We go through stuff. I forget what the... Uh, I saw something just yesterday on the something another law rule uh, form, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was right there on the tip of my tongue. But anyway basically a 17 minute rule somebody will know um of changing your uh what you're thinking about your mood your everything you're uh if you're in a funk 
Yeah. Basically, if you can have gratitude, if you can think of something, a memory, fond memory, not a bad one. <laughs> a good memory, a, get your mind on something positive, an actual event, preferably, so you can see it, visualize it um, for 17 minutes then that'll that'll switch your brain hmm. haven't tried it yet but kind of needed to the last couple of days yeah <laughs> see my work week this week was really good doing new things getting better at them home week was good had some good conversation good discussions mm-hmm. still trying to map out certain things with the kids schooling certain things with my home schedule Mm -hmm. it's an adjustment I'm sure oh yeah it's very different yeah but I mean like you know getting back like I showed you when you got here getting back into things that Mm -hmm. I used to really enjoy like drawing um, I don't know how many two no it was probably like four years ago came up with you know uh, the foundation of a kid's book mm. main characters awesome. basic ideas of what I want to do and then the other uh, I think it was Monday I told my son my oldest and I was like hey write me a story here's the characters names write me an adventure mm-hmm. short, just a short adventure as part of his schoolwork and so he did and I read it and it was awesome <laughs> you know but it, and it was funny because he put in, um, like, two of the characters got kidnapped, and they're Mario and Luigi. And they're kidnapped <laughs> by Bowser and his, you know, bodyguards or security guards, Dry Bones and Bowser Jr. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, this is awesome, buddy. But we got to change these names. <laughs> you know. It might be copyrighted. Yeah, there's something mm-hmm. called. <laughs> and... uh and then I'm like, well, and since the main characters, our two main characters are these kind of animals, what do you want these guys, the guys that Mario and Luigi, you know, what mm-hmm. do you want them? So we went through that and then uh, I got some free programs and I already had like a, a digital sketch pad. So now I'm starting to animate it and yeah, not animate it, but um, uh, what's it called when you draw it? It's not animating it, is it? There's a word for Illustrate. that. Illustrating it. Uh, which in and of itself, it's its own frustration because I can't figure out why certain things aren't working <laughs> right. But I just got to slow down, yeah. take my time, you know, really dig into it. But it's been good, but it's been really different. Especially when I'm That's either awesome. editing this or doing, mm-hmm. illustrating that or figuring out or watching tutorials. You know, mm-hmm. I throw my headphones on and I, and I, I have to remind myself I'm working mm-hmm. in the sense of I don't need to get up and go and see what's going on with the boys. I don't need to do this because my wife's like, no, you're do your thing. I got this. Mm. You know, I'm not doing it all day anyways. It's a couple hours here, a couple hours there. Right. But Heck yeah, being able to work at home mm-hmm. in something that doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. You know, and something that feels really fun. Yeah. And then, you know, (laughs) hopefully in two months we'll have the garage cleaned out. I already have the vision for how I'm going to build 
my folding uh, workbenches so I can they're gonna be on the wall and they're gonna fold down and then I can start doing the woodworking and the other yeah. things I've dreamt about doing for years but now doing it yeah like it, it, it's a weird it, it takes like I said I've been kind of doing the same thing this week is just a, a, a trial a kind of a boost forward mm -hmm. into what we're wanting to do um, and it's such a different, it's, it's like a, I don't know, for me, it's been a, a bit of an emotional roller coaster, you know, really enjoying it. And then I will kind of get in a little funk or something mm -hmm. weird, doesn't make sense. And then you kind of having to work through those things. And like we we're saying earlier, if you're just doing the same thing you've done all the time, you know, or for a few years or whatever you're working a job going eight to five or whatever it is mm -hmm. you're just in that rhythm and it doesn't take any extra energy yeah but doing something like this doing something different it's there's different things to work through and it takes more energy yeah really even though it's good stuff fun stuff more in alignment mm -hmm. with you know how we're built and moving into that and I don't know I guess I thought it was going to be like freaking unicorns and rainbows or something <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a little bit more of a a struggle I think that's why a lot of people don't do it yep because it does take energy it's easier just to stay in the rut you get out of the rut, then you don't have barriers and you don't have things to keep you emotionally kind of centered and you're mentally, emotionally, you, you know what to expect. Well, I know for me, I was always able to, well, not always able, through um, probably the military did it the best. Because when there was stuff you just can't talk about, it was easy. You didn't, hey, I can't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can't talk. Okay. You know, and I took that into my working life of work was an escape from home and home was an escape from work. Yeah. And not in a bad way, but in a... It's a good way to put it. I'm not taking my, you know, my wife and I had a knock down, drag out, fight the night prior. I'm not coming into work with a bad mood because of whatever's going on at home mm -hmm. i'm coming into work of ah, i don't have to think about this right now there's nothing i can do about mm -hmm. it i can't talk to her i can't fix this now yeah so i'm not going to bother thinking about it put I mean, it on my shelf yeah i might think most some things over what could i do differently what do i need to apologize about <laughs> things like that but I, i'm not going to worry about it yeah and so i get to take a nice deep breath go to work enjoy the people i work with and if i don't enjoy them enjoy the place I work at because mm -hmm. I don't know about anybody else but I, I've never worked at a place or continued to work at a place I didn't want to be yeah as soon as that place yeah. became an environment I didn't want to be in I found a new job um, but and then vice versa you know whatever happened at work whatever's bugging me I might talk about some of it of uh, you know, I'm having this problem with these people or this person or this situation mm -hmm. and, you know, bounce it off my wife and we'll, she would help me with that. But outside yeah. of that, if I had a bad day at work, I'm not bringing that home. Yeah. I'm not coming home all 
huffy and puffy and then it's like what's wrong babe and i'm just like don't talk to me you mm-hmm. know right it, they were an escape from each other mm-hmm. you know i'd take my work clothes off and then even when i was in the military and it still drives me absolutely bonkers when i saw and see dudes who are in or half in uniform you know they still got their pants and boots but they're unblasted and they're in their uh tan or green tea depending on where you're at and and they're just walking around walmart and i'm like i just want to throat punch them yeah. i'm like two things one that's wrong and two why dude yeah like, go home change your freaking clothes get it you know yeah. and, and you're either in uniform or you're not yeah yeah but i think that was just partially that was beaten into me by my first unit <laughs> yeah but it's but even i took that into everything you know every job i have my work clothes yeah whether they're normal clothes but they're my work clothes mm-hmm. or whether it was a uniform i get home i take it off put first normal thing when on. i get home mm-hmm. hey how's it going i'm heading straight for mm-hmm. the bedroom to downgrade yeah yeah it's different staying at home is <laughs> your it's just it's blurred mm-hmm. the whole thing is together that's why so many people have a hard time with it yeah you just gotta work it out until you build a new rut <laughs> in a good way a good shallow rut just to keep you in track <laughs> As, uh john maxwell says how did oh, how do you say it <laughs> just make sure the rut you're in doesn't become your grave something mm-hmm. like that and he said that and i'm like oh <laughs> like you said there's a, there's a difference between a a trail you know a guiding path if you will mm-hmm. and a rut you're just rolling back and forth in until you slowly bury yourself and yeah start suffocating mm-hmm. yeah if that's where you feel like you're at get out yeah it's hard people me included not because i'm a person um <laughs> For some, you know, I, I love change and love adventure, but there's a part of me too that loves the rut because mm-hmm. you don't have to think about it. Yeah. No, this is what I do. I get up at this time every day. I go to work. This is what I do at work. And then I come home and this is what I do. It's all good and well, but you just got to know when to change it up. That rut's getting too deep. Mm-hmm. And now I got to climb out of this crap. If you got to climb out of it, it's probably too deep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do miss that being in a job with a uniform because there was no thought process. Yeah. <laughs> I know what shoes I'm wearing, I know what pants I'm wearing, I know what socks I'm wearing, I know what yeah. undershirt I'm wearing. I every this is my uniform, this is what mm-hmm. I wear every day. <clears throat> yep. And I and I think I balance in between enjoying that and then doing it long enough to where I don't enjoy it again. Yeah. I was thinking about that yesterday. The last well, since the army, and then EMS, and what I'm doing now—it's all been uniform mm-hmm. stuff for the past twenty years. Been in uniform. I've had breaks because even when I did uh, like water restoration and stuff, we still had T-shirts. Oh yeah, and then you know khaki pants so it wasn't mm-hmm. really a uniform but i just had 
you know, a few pairs of work pants that were all generally the same color mm-hmm. and then a bunch of t-shirts that they gave me, you know, working for the other jobs. I had uniform, like uniforms, and those yeah. were, you know, again, that was nice, but then somewhere in, when I'm in uniform long enough, that's when I long to be able to yeah. wear whatever I want. Right. <laughs> Especially if you're wearing want to change gear and vests, bit. and yeah, the whole ballistic vest thing is kind of a pain in the butt after I a while. I don't miss that at mm. all. Yeah, I'm ready to get rid of that for sure. Mm. Yeah, I was having to read some of my own posts earlier. <laughs> kind of pull myself up a little bit Mm. but it's I go through it a little different now yeah when I get in a funk for one I I don't just try to kill it yeah go ahead and see why it's there that's what I uh, try to do now okay why is this here yeah. What? Because all it is is a it's a warning light on the dash. Yeah. It's a dash light, and it's, okay, why? Why am I feeling like this? What do I? What's left undone, or what do I need to process, or? It's like oh, because somebody said something, and I got in a. I took it personal when I didn't need to or wasn't even directed at me. Or That happened to me last night. Yeah. <laughs> I started, because at night we put the chickens away, put the goats away. Well, chickens put themselves away, but we lock them up. Mm. And uh, I've been doing the goats. And you got, my wife has this whole system, feeds one. We have to have them segregated in, in the uh, goat house because the brother and sister get along and they pick on the other female. Mm. And uh, so she has a system. This is how much food she gives. This is how much food she gives the single. She does it this way. And I did it two nights in a row. The first night I didn't give the single female enough. Willa, I didn't give her enough uh, feed. So she was pissed and like kicking the door. <laughs> and so then I adjusted that the second night. And then last night being the third night, my wife's like, well, uh, do you want me to come out with you? And, you know show you how much to give them and i'm like a flake and a half flake that's what you said right and she's like yeah well i just want to make sure you give them enough i'm like fine whatever and like immediately got offended (laughs) immediately and i have no idea why yeah but i heard those you know if you find yourself agreeing with yourself it's not you moments (laughs) because what do you what does she think you're an idiot like you can't you know and i was i wasn't my tone of voice was out of line and probably Mm -hmm. my body language too and i knew she noticed so I came back and I'm like, or we went out there, we did it. I'm like, yep, that's how much I was giving them. Okay, we're good. And afterwards I'm like, I'm really sorry. I have no idea why <laughs> I got so offended. And she explained to me too, if you feed them too much, they can get sick and die and all this other different stuff. And there's a reason. Buddy. There's a reason. <laughs> and she was just being nice, you know, mm-hmm. and I was being a jerk. And I, had, I thankfully realized it, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I have no idea why that pissed me off as much as it did <laughs> and why I got so offended. Um, yeah. So thank you for showing me and confirming what we needed to, or how much I needed to give them and so on. But exactly what you are just saying, it, yeah. was, it wasn't her intent. 
and it wasn't even my intent to get offended. It just happened. Mm-hmm. But I turned around and realized it and did something about it. Yeah. You yeah. know? Take care of it. Can't expect perfection, certainly, of anybody else, but we can't expect perfection from ourselves either. Mm-hmm. And we're always like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, but... <laughs> but then when I was- still do. <laughs> <laughs> so for myself, I, said that I is just can't expect that. That's such a good point. Well, that and even, you know, when we do something wrong, it's oh, nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. And when someone does that, somebody else, somebody else does something <laughs> wrong. It's like, well, look at that idiot. Yeah, you know? why do you do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, hold on. For sure. Yeah, I had a, a part of the frustration this week, too. Even with building something new, hmm. as far as income and whatnot. It's like, like we've talked about before for quite some time, that we are spirit. Yet, this is what I was getting yesterday. Okay, so I'm spirit. Yet I spend 99% of my day, every day, about the physical. Hmm. Working to make money. Making food, shopping, whatever, to take care of the physical body. Or my family's physical bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I'm mostly, I am spirit, but I spend most of my time on the physical. And we're back. Purposefully. So can we move that? Can we move that bar to where, okay, I'm spirit just occupying this vessel. But yet I spend nearly entirely all of my time caring for the vessel or for my family's vessels, you know, making money so we, you know, have a house and vehicles and the jobs and all that kind of stuff, you know, or am I overthinking all this? But I, I want to be, I don't know, more... Spirit, what is, I don't even know what that looks like as far as giving more weight, more time, more energy toward the spirit of who I truly am. Well, I think that goes towards um, when, so God's given us, he's built us all, Father's built us all in a certain way, given us all different talents. And I think that when we start, when we identify and begin to operate within our talents, that's pouring more into who you are. I, yeah, that was just coming to me a little bit ago and in little different words. Exactly right, though. And as you were saying that, that yeah. was what was coming to me because now me moving back into things that I used to be passionate about that are along mm-hmm. my lines of talent, which, you know, creating things, whether it be 
artistically on paper or digital mm -hmm. or woodworking or whatever, getting back to the things that I was passionate about yeah. is tapping in to who I am, what I was built for. Alignment is living more true to who we are. Mm -hmm. It's a duh moment, but it is living more of a spiritual life. But that's also, you know, I've seen a couple of your posts and, <clears throat> and we've definitely talked about this. But when, you know, everybody's like, um, you know, Christian, follower of Christ, be more like Christ. What would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. Are not bad or wrong. But we're focusing on the, the person and the individual instead of his actual actions, which was spending time with the Father, listening to the Father, mm -hmm. doing what the Father told him to say and do. But yeah. that was his walk. Right. That's not my walk. So if I'm going to mm -hmm. align myself with the Father and listen to him and do what he tells me to do and say what he, tells, say what he you know, has for me to say... That doesn't necessarily mean, actually, it probably really very definitely doesn't mean that I'm going to be um, a preacher, you know, mm -hmm. of a church or right. a pastor or, you know, the traditional missionary. Right. Um, it means that I'm going to do a podcast and we're going to talk these things out mm -hmm. and uh, maybe write kids books and maybe other books because I got to kick this idea or. I had a great idea for a book series, <laughs> but, um, uh, and, and just, and then woodworking and, and craft, like not crafting in the tradition or in the currently accepted term. I'm, I don't plan on getting in, in the wives crafting club, but <laughs> building things. Yeah. And I think that that's where I'm supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. And I was even, I was talking with my wife and, cause at some point we were planning on me going back to working five days a week and I'm like, I don't want to go back to working five days a week. <laughs> You're ruined now. <laughs> yeah. Because now, because now I have this vision of what mm -hmm. my four, uh, my other four days are, mm -hmm. which is part of this editing, but now illustrating and woodworking, which is all going to be yeah. avenues for, you know, the father to bring income that I'm way more interested in, yeah. even though I love the job I'm doing and what I'm doing, because I'm mm -hmm. learning new stuff and I'm learning new trades and it's really fun. I just don't, it's like, well, yeah, I guess I could do that five days a week, but I don't want to now. <laughs> right. Cause now it's, I have so much time with my kids, my wife. Yeah. And then especially cause now yeah. the other things that we're, I'm planning on doing brings them in to where we're all doing that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We're all going to be doing projects yeah. together. Yep. And making a family business of it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I think I'm broken in a good way. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're talking about that, and I'm sitting here scheming right now. Okay, how could I do this, like, next week? <laughs> I don't want no friggin'. How many days of leave do you have? <laughs> how can you break that I up? I got a couple more weeks <laughs> worth, but... But they, okay, see, 30 hours is still considered full-time where I'm working. So I could still, you know, just run six-hour days or something, do a 32-hour week. I don't know. It's a 30-hour week. Three 10-hour days. Get it, get it three over Three tens, with. yeah. 
three tens and be done or how about three sixes can we, can we do that oh uh, it was doing so good yeah you done asked yourself <laughs> i was just about that's what, it's like no i'll go ahead and do it not just ask myself ask myself with the wind into myself doesn't taste as bad as I thought it would have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I'm all yeah. dirty anyways. Like yeah. I said, I was under my house this morning. Yeah. I thought about changing my clothes and I'm just like, no, nope, this is life. I'm, yep. I'm not going to change to film and then yeah. change back into my work clothes. Yeah. <clears throat> I was working on a couple of the cars last night and this morning. So I still got stuff on me. The way it is. Uh, at least we got some warmth now. It's nice. Oh, dude, I I had almost every window in my house open last night. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was 70 degrees in my house. I was in shorts and a t-shirt and just dying. Oh. Mm-hmm. And not two days ago, you know, uh, what was it? Two days ago, was it? Yeah. Snowed. Three days? Yeah, two or three. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Springtime in the mountains. Yep. It's funny. Mm -hmm. I was at a job. I don't know. It's probably about... As the crow flies, six miles from my house. But I was there. It snowed. I probably got four to six inches at the job site i get here and of course nothing stuck on the road but like on the grass yeah. and i get here and it's like it was raining like what the heck and like, well, that yeah. cloud just certainly didn't hit my house at all mm-hmm. <laughs> yep hmm Doesn't get much better than this. Mm-mm. I might have some good footage to uh, to roll into a, a side video for us building the boys a treehouse. Dad's coming mm. out. Nice. I might record some of that. Yep. At least get some good photos in for my my dad and father-in-law. Actually, I'm trying to think if we could work it out, depending on when we film next, have him as a guest. I was thinking about just having him come out and me and him do one, Mm -hmm. and then have him, we'll have to figure out where where we can do it with the angles we want to use, see if the mics work doing it that way. But I want to talk to him about, you know, his journey, his path. Yeah. Since yeah. I've touched on it. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting. Especially yeah. his transition right now, because he's been working for 50 plus years. Mm. And he's just retired. 
and uh you know you had mentioned in our family chat like ah it's kind of weird and i'm like no dude you're just going from one ministry which was uh i mean he had a career and then they moved and then he was just working uh, i think he was full-time he was like a cashier and a stalker at a at a grocery store which he loved because he loves talking to people and mm-hmm. ministering to people and volunteering at his church and things like that and i'm like dad you're just moving from one ministry to another like your ministry hasn't changed just the location of it has mm-hmm. your calling your gifting none of that's changed you're just yeah. switching environments and he's like wow it really helped because that was kind of like what do i do <laughs> right getting out of that familiar rut but uh yeah absolutely exactly yeah but i think that'd be really interesting to talk with him and yeah and uh you know, get For his sure. perspective of this the switch that he's in. Yeah, that so many people are going through because the more people awaken, mm-hmm. the more they're going to be dissatisfied with what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, a holy dissatisfaction. You right, know? Uh, the right kind. You got to be willing to do something about it. And I know so many people growing up that. You know, would work a job that they, uh, I don't know that I've ever had a job that I hated, but I, I, I know people that have worked jobs that they hated, you know, maybe they started out liking it, but then they just felt stuck. Mm-hmm. They, uh, put themselves in a rut by saying, I can't move. I, you know, I've got you know, so many years in here, it's like when somebody hits 12 years in the military, it's like, well, over the hump, I'm over the hump. <laughs> I got to stay for 20. Well, do you, you know, I know people that it left at 18 and 19 too. Yeah. Years. But you know, those ones that put themselves in the rut. Now I got to stay here for retirement because I've got to have a retirement or I've got to do this. And, mm-hmm. And you make the call, I'm not judging it, but it, I, I hate seeing people in a place that they don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. It's funny, every time I think about just that, I was in for eight years, and every year I see my buddies, one of my buddies, a uh, first sergeant now, he just got his diamond, or not just, but mm. recently. And other kids who I can't believe they've lasted this long and gotten to where <laughs> they are. Right. And I'm like, golly, you know, if I'd have just had the right mentality, I'd only have, and then I do the math. And like right now I'm like, I'd only have ugh, five years. I still, <laughs> I'd still have to do I've, this for another five. I've done like, it. Uh, you know? Like, yeah. But then yep. again, I've and I came in late. Times. Yeah. I've, I came in late and compared you know compared to a lot of people I, mm-hmm. I came in at 22 or went in at 22 but i'm like golly i could have been 42 retired and then started a new job mm-hmm. but at 42 i don't think i would have had the wherewithal to do what i'm doing now in the aspect of kind of bouncing between not bouncing between careers but I'm just kind of letting the father lead me and it's led mm-hmm. me in some weird places, not weird, but you know, different, um, different jobs. Some, mm-hmm. some make sense and they connect to one another, uh, and help, you know, and it helped with military experience and whatnot. 
Yeah. Some of them were just manual labor. Some of them were just, I needed something at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it was a nice provision for, for a time. But if I would have stayed in for 20 and then gotten out, I don't know if at 42 I'd have been anywhere near as willing to do what I'm doing now. Right. Change and going into something different is growth. Mm-hmm. You know, wife and I were talking about this yesterday. It's like, I can't seem to see, and I'm even putting it in a negative way because I've always seen it negative. I've always changed at about seven years. Every seven years or so, that that's when I have a pretty significant change. Mm-hmm. And I, I just get a little bit bored at where I'm at. But I think more than anything, it's just like, okay, I need to, it's just a, I need to move on. I need to grow. Mm-hmm. I've learned all I can learn here, become good at what I'm doing, and now I need to do something else. And I get antsy, and that's where I'm at now. I'm antsy. I see a change, and it's going to be a good change. But each one of those is a growth point. Yeah. If all you do is build, if you love building widgets, cool. But if you don't like building widgets, get out and do something else. And I mean, just don't be afraid to learn. Mm-hmm. I think what's funny is when I'm learning something completely foreign to me, I have no problem not being good at it. Mm-hmm. But like with right now, I'm going back to computer stuff, going back to programs, not the same as what I used to use, but very, very similar. Going back to doing things I used to be good at. It's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Mostly because computer programs now suck compared to what they used to be because they used to be really (laughs) simple and they've made them so simple. They're stupid. No, (laughs) but it's funny because it's, I find myself, I can learn something that's super technical and really difficult. And if I mess up, I, it doesn't bother me because I'm, I'm learning something new. Or even right. if I'm learning something simple and I mess up, it's new. Mm-hmm. But when I'm trying to go back to something I used to be good at, or mm-hmm. okay at, relatively good at, it's super frustrating. And i got to take a yeah. breath and be like, okay, this is not the same. Mm-hmm. This is, might as well just come at this, watch yeah. all the tutorials, don't pretend <laughs> like you know how to do this, Yeah, get it all going. You know, something as simple as the digital drawing pad I'm using... Well, way, way, way back in the day, when uh, my oldest sister had got me one, all the drivers, everything, were, and it was very simple, so it's not like it was a whole lot to install, but it was plug-and-play. Mm-hmm. This one's technically plug-and-play, but I needed to get the drivers so that it could communicate well with the uh, art program I'm using. And so I'm sitting there watching this guy's tutorial, I'm like, that's not even in here. This doesn't make any sense. Da-da-da. And then I'm like, well, maybe it didn't come with drivers on it, like... Yeah. That installed when I plugged it in. And that's what that was the case. And I'm like, slow down, dude. <laughs> slow down. <laughs> Take a breath. <laughs> Pretend like you don't know what you're doing. Because you obviously don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just just ease your way into it. Yeah. Coming back into something technical. Mm-hmm. And everything changes so quickly. Well, and I mean, it's been 
decades hmm. since I tried to <laughs> do any of this. Yeah, it might have changed a little. A little, little bit. Just a tiny bit. Hmm. Well, we've done the same thing spiritually. You know, started out, I know we've talked about this before, but like start out in like Methodist church and a Baptist church, and then we moved on to a non-denominational, um, and then in, into this other church, and then into a Calvinistic type, extremely uh, hyper-Calvinist church, um, and then into grace ministry, and now we're moving out into something else. Truth. Truth. <laughs> yeah, and it's all been on that path to truth. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting now to look back on it and see different rungs in the ladder. And it it's, I don't know why people stop. Comfort, the rut, whatever. It's like, okay, we've got it figured out. Doctrinal society. Yeah. Yeah. People are afraid to jack with their doctrine. Well, I mean... And it is scary. Yeah. Because doctrine's at the heart of what you believe and who you are. Well, even recently, my wife made it, not made a new friend, but kind of shared some stuff with her. And she, in her mind, she was kind of, re, she was telling me how it happened. And she was just like, oh, I guess this is going to make or break if we're going to be friends or not. And so she <laughs> shared some things and she was really excited. Well, not necessarily excited, but accepting. And it was like, oh, that's awesome, you know. She's like, oh, thank God, because <laughs> I really like yeah. this person, and our kids yeah. like each other, and they're very much, that couple's very much like us. Mm. Uh, so it was, but it was, it, like, it was one of those moments where it's like, do I, do I step out and really be vulnerable to this person and tell yeah. them, show them who I am, mm-hmm. and risk losing an, a potential friendship? And if anyone else is in that situation, yes, because if you can't do that, they're not a friend. Right. They're, they're, yeah. they're honestly, they're a waste of your time and eventually yeah. you're going to be a drain the be- fa- mm-hmm. be- because you can't be intimate. You can't be honest. Right. With them. Yeah. Really. The earlier you can find that out, the better. And it's not that I'm going to cut off relationship, but that person may. Oh yeah. You know, and that's fine. Now I know earlier. Exactly. It was awesome. One of my uh, army buddies, um, we're both from the same area, well, similar area, but uh, he posted something because this whole Roe versus Wade stuff with the Supreme Court and everybody's all up in arms. Well, he posted this video and it's like these three females and uh, they're going bonkers talking about how, oh, they're never going to be able to have health care and whatever. Mm. And... I'm just watching it and I'm like, that's not even remotely accurate. So I sent him a statistic clip of, you know, how many abortions are from rape, incest, you know, this, this. And it's like 96% have no reason. It's mm. 0.02% for, you know, something like rape or incest. It's it's so minuscule. Yeah. And plus they're not outlawing, they're not one, they're not outlawing abortion. They're just doing what the Fed should do. Let states decide their own issues. Yeah, yeah. That's what's beautiful about a republic. Yeah. This state is conservative or more conservative, or this city or county is more conservative. So what do you do? You move to where there's like-minded people. Mm-hmm. If you make everybody the same, then it's not it's it's not 
a free environment. Right. You can't force everybody to be the same. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, me and him, very opposite sides of the spectrum. But uh, we had this good, it was quick, but good conversation about it. And he's like, hey, man, I really appreciate, you know, you being respectful and not like, you know, hit me up privately to, to tell me your, mm-hmm. your side instead of me blasting him on his page. Yeah. You know, I just sent him a private message and I was like, hey, man, check this out. I don't know if you know. And then he, he explained his side and I explained mine and, and we're like, cool. Thanks. Love you. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yep. The way it should be. And we still don't agree. Yeah. And if he called me and was like, bro, I need you, I'd still be there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's yep. not just because he's a military buddy, but it's because he, he's a like-minded, loving individual. Mm-hmm. And not even like-minded in the sense of willing to disagree and love one another. Because mm-hmm. we don't probably agree on really anything. That's the big thing. If you had got that, where you can have your own opinion and be who you are and not have to compromise but still love each other. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because <laughs> who two people, we don't agree on everything. Yep. <laughs> it's like... It, My love. wife and I have a friend that we met playing a video game. And she's still a good friend. And she is the polar opposite of us, politically <laughs> speaking. Mm-hmm. And, and the what she believes and understands to be true. Polar opposite. And we just respect each other's opinions yeah and then she always gets mad when i post my food pictures because she's like oh my god i want to eat that and i'm like well (laughs) come on up (laughs) stop making excuses and get up here yeah i'll barbecue (laughs) but and then i've over over my lifetime has i've only made a couple of those Mm -hmm. and i I mean yeah i'd consider them more acquaintances than friends because friends are i reserve for a very finite amount of people you don't need a bunch of friends I think people have convoluted or confused the word friends. Yeah. Because of things like MySpace and Facebook and Twitter right, and whatever. Yeah. yeah. I do not have 300 friends. No. I mean, even when I had Facebook, I only had like 100 and half of them were family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we've confused this word because you've talked to, met with, hang out with someone that they're a friend. And then that's why we get so offended because we've placed them into a spot in our heart where they don't mm-hmm. actually belong. Exactly. You know, we've put them into a, uh, we've given them a title they don't deserve. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody has mostly done that. Yeah. And then it was been more recently that I've really identified that and it can be offensive, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when, when you're telling your good co or good coworker friend, good coworker that you enjoy or a good acquaintance you enjoy and they're like, well, we're friends, right? And I have to look at them and be like, well, no, I only got like five of them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, but I'm like, have you been over to my house? Have I cooked yeah. you dinner? Well, that's the first step. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. You know, if you haven't, you... <laughs> you haven't been to my house and I haven't made you dinner, right. <laughs> probably not on my, my short yeah. list. Now that doesn't mean I don't love you and I don't want to met. Sure. I don't want to seek possibly a friendship. It just mm-hmm. means that we're not there. Yeah. And that's okay. Yep. And friends, I think most of, a lot of times anyway, are for a time. Mm-hmm. We're running in the same circles for a few years. And inevitably somebody moves. 
or your doctrine moves or your <laughs> interests move mm-hmm. all kind of things and that's fine it's good to unfriend people and <laughs> move on <laughs> I mean I have one friend from my childhood mm-hmm. not that I didn't stay in contact with more but I have one that's still a friend and I'm talking he lives a couple states away and I could call him and be like bro I need help burying a body and he'd jump in his car <laughs> and get out here mm-hmm. like for real yeah and we talk once every couple of months maybe mm-hmm. and that's like a hey yo what's up how's it going How's health work? Cool. Mm-hmm. Or more realistically, I'm like, hey, bro, I'm thinking about buying a computer for editing. This is what I'm looking at. Do you think the specs are good? And then he's like, yeah. yeah. And then we don't talk for like six <laughs> weeks, you know? Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even talk to my family. I mean, aside from the family chat, but like phone conversations. Yeah. And, and everybody's different. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, the people, the longer I can go without talking to somebody and then pick right up where we left off, the more intimate I know our relationship is. Right. Because they're not getting offended that I'm not meeting some invisible needs I don't know yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, for one, I don't... I'm endeavoring to have to not have any needs that a person fills. Mm. Not even my wife. Yeah. There are wants, but... If I've got the fullness of the Godhead in me, well, I really don't have any needs. One, you don't have any needs that someone else can fulfill, for right. sure. Yeah. That's yeah, a work in progress. But it's an awesome feeling to be fully contented and at peace and not be looking for your within. And not be looking for somebody else to fill any kind of need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in general, especially in the modern Western society, people are generally not very comfortable with themselves. Yeah. And there's got to be there's got to be work done. We've all got to do the work of being able to sit long enough to to actually know what's going on inside yeah and then to bring those things up and, and it's just like a like we we're talking about with the uh warning lights on the car yep you neglect a car long enough you're gonna have a lot of warning lights and then it's just gonna turn off on you <laughs> and we're back yeah, you have a warning light on your dash, like we were talking about. It's okay. Why is this here? What's what's going on with you know? Why am I so upset about this thing that shouldn't upset me? Why am I upset when I've got a week off and I'm at home, chilling and doing what I want to do, mm-hmm. and really examining that? But yeah, you neglect that long enough, and you got ten warning lights. <clears throat> it's going to take a little while. And I just got a car not a year ago that had been neglected a bit. And say, okay, I got to take one thing at a time, process through it, deal with each issue individually. Mm -hmm. Try not to get frustrated too often, but get those things dealt with. 
you neglect the internal long enough, you got take your time. Deal with one, deal with them as they pop up. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think in most of our society we've ever been taught to actually take a breath and examine where something's coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been taught to control ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. We haven't been taught to examine where the issue's coming from. What's okay. We've been taught to see the, the, um, symptoms and to treat the symptoms. Mm -hmm. Our whole pharmaceutical. (laughs) Yeah. Everything is, is literally based on treating symptoms. It's all symptom based. You know, mm-hmm. and, and internally we've been doing the same thing. It's control yourself, you know, don't mm-hmm. be rude, don't be disrespectful, this, that, and another. But we've never yeah. actually been taught to f- seek out, well, why am I feeling disrespectful? Right. Why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling um, abandoned, hurt, lost, mm-hmm. or even happy? Yeah. Why am I feeling that? Because well, if we can identify those things, then we can identify everything else. Mm-hmm. And I've really become to, you know, have become to realize that a hundred percent of my problems are mine Mm. in the sense of when somebody offends me, Mm -hmm. when I get offended, that's actually my, that's me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've said this a few times (laughs) to take offense, you got to take it. Mm-hmm. Or yep. you can leave it. Yeah. And and that's a hard thing to get to to wrap your head around and to mm-hmm. really start operating in. But it makes your life a lot better. Mm-hmm. Because when you start to realize that you have full control of not just your emotions and yourself, but really, you don't even have to like you don't even. I want to say you don't get offended. But when you shift your focus, you don't get offended because now it's like, oh, I'm seeing someone, what they just said could have hurt me, mm-hmm. but instead of looking at what they said, I'm looking at them and I'm trying to figure out, okay, why would they do that? I, do they know that that was, that was hurtful or potentially right. hurtful? Mm-hmm. Do they even know? Mm-hmm. Okay. We can get through that. Oh, they did know. Oh, they did it on purpose. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then there's something there. Well, I can pray for them better now because now they have, there's something I know about them that may not, they may not even know. And in the meantime, I'm putting up a boundary. Yeah. And boundaries are good. And I'm not, I'm not getting upset. I'm not getting hurt. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to put myself out there to get hurt anymore. Exactly. By them. (laughs) Exactly. I love you over there. (laughs) (laughs) Which gets her out a lot of the, the, kind of like what you were talking about the easy pat answers especially in christianity or really anywhere else you know pray more don't be angry don't be this don't be that it's like well i am that (laughs) so let me process through why i'm that (laughs) you know and why that hurt oh because i got this to deal with okay i'll do that yeah don't stuff it down Mm-mm. Bring it up, figure it out, and you gotta spend enough time figuring it out. Well, and I just got the, the image of kind of like a you know a sifter, 
somebody drops a big old lump of dirt on you, you mm-hmm. got to sift through it to find out what hurt or why it yeah. hurt. But by the time you've sifted through it and you find that little bit of hurt, well, it's not that big a problem anymore. It mm-hmm. might have started, you know, it could have started as, as big as a basketball. Mm-hmm. But once you've sifted it down, it's just a pebble. And you're like, oh, that's why that hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, that's silly. Mm-hmm. And you toss it. Yeah, now I can deal with it because I've brought it down to what it actually is. Mm-hmm. But if you don't sift it down, well, then you just get all these big lumps of dirt that just keep piling up. You know, if you t- take it and you go put it in your dirt pile and dirt pile and dirt pile, and then you get a mudslide on you, and you're like, wow, where did this even come from? Mm-hmm. It's all that stuff you've been piling up. Years of not dealing with crap. Mm-hmm. You end up like the first Jurassic Park. That is one big pile of... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I think it's important, too. I don't know. Letting things be as they are. I guess kind of my theme lately. And not fighting everything. I mean, in the Tao, it would be that concept of Wu Wei, of letting things be as they are. And like, you know, at this point in my life, if I'm needing to separate more um, to deal with things, then let that be. And, And not fighting it as in, well, no, no, I need to be out more. I need to be with with people more. No, go with <laughs> what's going on internal, whatever you're needing to do. Be fine with doing that. Mm-hmm. And all these restrictions, oh, no, we need to... Expectations, I guess. We need to be this. We need to be that. I need to be more social. Well, why the hell do I need to be more social? <laughs> Yep. If right now I'm dealing with doctrinal things internally that I need to sift through, I need more <clears throat> time by myself. Mm-hmm. And next year, I may be a social butterfly. Yeah. Kind of doubt it, but <laughs> <laughs> but I may be because that may be what I need then. Mm-hmm. One well, again, I mean, we did, all goes back to making, not finding not hoping for but making the time to spend with the father mm-hmm. hearing him letting him pour into us so that we have something to pour into somebody else yeah yep i think a lot of people burn out because they think that the couple hours at church on sunday <laughs> and maybe a you know youth young adult men's women's group you know bible study you know, you might be putting four hours a week into getting hearing from the Father. Mm-hmm. And, In a and group that, setting. Yeah, and that's <laughs> if you're actually paying attention and not just yeah. going because you, you're supposed to go and you're like, oh, my service should be over in about five. I'm going to leave now so I don't get stuck in the parking lot. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not saying that's everybody, but, yeah, you know, you, you're talking about 5% of your week maybe maybe 
20, if mm. you're really in it, of communal time. And, and again, mm-hmm. you know, not, and I love listening to teachings, but when you're listening to a teaching, you might be getting some revelation, but you're not actually talking to dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting processed food. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Still nourishment it, to a certain degree. Yeah, but you gotta not break away. Keep doing what you're doing, but add in some personal time. If I'm meditating two hours a day, my gosh, that one word directly from Father mm-hmm. is a lot better than two hours of teaching. I was trying to find a way to articulate it relationally, but it's mm-hmm. as if it's it's the it's the couples that have kids that are with their family, their husband, wife, and kids together all the time. But the husband and wife never have any time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without the kids. Right. Yep. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask any psychiatrist, psychologist, you know, marriage counselor. You mm-hmm. gotta have time together. Yeah. Absolutely. And and if I, my recent walk has taught me anything, the relationship with the father is actually really easy. Mm-hmm. You just got to actually give him time. What? <laughs> yeah. And it sounds stupid, but who does it? It's... Not many people actually fi- make the yeah. time to spend with him. Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's a relationship. You got to make time. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before. <laughs> if If I have a spouse and she's around me all the time, and I'm not talking to her. Yeah. She's going she's going to be hurt. Mhm. Thankfully the father doesn't hurt in that way. He's not going to get offended with us, but you got to give him time. Mhm. Yeah. And the more time you give him, the more you're going to want that time. Mhm. Because like you said that that oh one word that that just lays you out and you're stuck on it, mm-hmm. you know. It, yep. It's so much more, it's so much richer, the revelation so much deeper because it's yours. Yeah. And sometimes it's direct. Yeah. And sometimes the revelation that you've heard preached, but it didn't stick because it wasn't yours. You Mm -hmm. didn't get it. Yeah. And now it's yours. And it's like, dude, this is mine. This is my Mm -hmm. baby. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell everybody this is mine because it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I know all nine meditations, a new thing for me over this last year or so, a couple of years. Um, yeah. Before that, I hadn't sat down quiet for that long, mm-hmm. and really quiet my mind. I can sit down and think about something for an hour, but to empty the, clear the table, yeah. Say, what do you want to talk about today? And sit there and listen. And I know I've mentioned it before, but it takes me 25, 30 minutes to even get my mind quiet enough to where everything just, because it, I start and it just, okay, my, it starts slowing down a little bit, slowing mm-hmm. down. 
I like the analogy of like fly fishing with your thoughts. It's like, oh, got a thought. <laughs> Reel it in. That's a beautiful thought. Or that's an ugly thought. Mm -hmm. Small one, big one, whatever. This is the thought, okay. Set it back in the stream of consciousness. Yep. And let that thought go. Catch another thought. Let it go. Then after about 30 minutes, okay, quiet enough now where I can hear. Uh -huh. Nice to not be shivering. <laughs> Six months of shivering, I'm done. <laughs> it's very nice. Mm -hmm. Even though the wind's a little, little rough today, a little bit of cloud cover, nice breeze. It's not too bad. Had nice snow the other day. I wish yeah, it would just keep little... raining. Yeah, it needs to rain about an inch every night. After I'm done doing whatever I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> about time I go to bed, or right about time I'm going to bed, so I can crack the windows, hear it rain. Oh, perfect. Wake up in the morning like this. <laughs> Grab some coffee and a cigar and go to the porch. I was just thinking it's giving people good meditation time to think. Mm -hmm. Do a guided meditation, one of these too. Mm -hmm. I feel like now I've, I've read so many different people on it, a handful. They get different techniques, different things that I found that worked for me most mm -hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do guided ones, but it's funny now that I don't have a huge schedule on my days that are mine. I think the hardest part has been finding, figuring out what. I want to get done and want to do 
and then actually setting a schedule to follow through with it. Because mm. it's really easy to, and when I say do nothing, I don't mean literally nothing, but to not get the things, one, that I need to get done, but then even the things I want to get done. Because mm-hmm. life's distracting, whether you're at work or not. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, making that the time to invest in whatever the, the thing is. Yeah. Because even uh, like we wanted to have certain, we wanted to do certain things yesterday, but then uh, one of my buddies, he's done with school, so he's moving and we wanted to grab lunch before he left. Mm-hmm. So it was like Thursday night, hey man, when are you leaving? You know, when do you have time? He's like, well, maybe it was Wednesday night, but uh, he's like, how about Friday? One o'clock. I was like, okay. You know, and then I told my wife, and she's like, but we were supposed to be doing this, 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 and this, you know? <laughs> and to people that, you know, don't live rurally, <laughs> mm-hmm. when you set something that's in, an, in in town and you don't yeah. live in town, well, it's 30 minutes there. It's the time you spend there. It's 30 minutes back, and it just took a quarter of your day. Mm-hmm. And so she was kind of irritated, but she's like, no, I, you, you have to go have lunch with them. You know, I'm not going to tell you no. It just sucks because yeah. there goes half a day, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just kind of funny because I lost my train of thought again. but yeah setting the schedules making the time yeah you know and then things change and having to adjust i think has been the hardest part of having so much free time Mm -hmm. is making sure that i don't just leave it that way yeah making sure that i actually am investing that time appropriately and and properly into the things that I say are important to me. Right. It's so hard to get constructs out of your mind. Hmm. It's a whole different kind of, of rut. You know, the construct of, you know, even if I'm at home doing, you know, working on something, well, it needs to be eight hours. Or, yeah. or I feel like I'm just wasting time <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know, what if I uh, had this thought the other day of, as far as like purpose, calling, things mm-hmm. like that. You're good. But what if life is just to be enjoyed? Hmm. It's wild. I mean... Like in a perfect garden setting where all the animals are super sweet and cuddly Mm -hmm. and you just have your spouse and you guys just walk around naked and hang out. I mean, (laughs) it kind of sounds like original intent to me. (laughs) Seriously, the cultural mindsets are the hardest ones to recognize. Mm -hmm. They'll say, okay, wait a minute, this might not be God's purpose. To work 40 hours a week. Man, I keep bringing that up. <laughs> you know, Tell me might, what you're passionate about yeah. right now. <laughs> it may not be his thing that we've, in this modern Western culture, that we that we have a this purpose and the calling and the thing that we're slamming 
you know, even if you're in alignment with what you're wanting to do, who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, creatively, you know, like we were talking about at the beginning, even in that, we can make it a, all right, this is what I'm doing. And whether it's 40 hours or not or whatever, but it's a, got these goals and purpose calling and all this, which are all okay. But what if life's not about your calling? What if it's about enjoying life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's just about enjoying life, okay, now what am I thinking? Yeah. Talk about jumping out of the rut. I just hit, <laughs> jump out and head perpendicular to the rut as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. But that sounds like original intent to me. Take things easy. Not so. Even there, I'm trying to justify it. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm saying sit on the couch all day. <laughs> Not that I'm you know got to have all these qualifiers. Yep. No, screw all the qualifiers. What if we're just supposed to enjoy life, walk with the Father, and enjoy life? And you'll find, for me, anyways, I found when I start to get restless, like the first couple of weeks when I wasn't working. I would get restless because I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. any, I mean, I, re- I was legit just, I mean, I was doing stuff around the house that needed to get done here and there, but I wasn't really mm-hmm. doing anything. But now with those four days a week, I'm finding my passions again and I'm doing stuff and no, it's not making me money yet, mm-hmm. but it's getting me back to where I want to, where I, I think I want to be. It's getting me to where I want to be. And I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But if you asked anybody in the Western thought, well, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. I'm yeah. just scribbling around on my computer. Right. I'm just doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, do, I'm just doing hobby stuff. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm investing my time into some things that I know this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I know this is where I'm supposed to be headed. And yeah, I might not be doing, I'm not doing it all right yet because I'm still working, what I consider working, Mm -hmm. but I'm moving into something that is going to be my work. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But that's actually just going to be my passion and I'm really going to enjoy it. Yeah. And now I'm falling, not just my passion, I'm falling into my purpose. I'm not falling into it. It makes it sound like I'm doing it on accident. (laughs) I am, I am purposefully walking into my purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, it's ca- it's a cautious thing for me right now. But I'm actually finally moving in that direction. Mhm. And I think the things that got me here, I was moving in the direction cuz I was following the father's lead on it. I just didn't see this. I didn't mm-hmm. see him bring me back into this cuz I'm like the last person who wants to sit in front of a camera and talk. Mm. Um you know, we've talked about this, like I want to do cooking videos, but it's like, mine's going to be the one where there's like some soft music and no talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little Amazon kitchen kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I would just encourage everyone out there is listen to the father and let him guide you into your purpose. If you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you have an idea of what it is, start easing yourself into actually making your purpose, mm-hmm. your life, not your hobby. 
That is a, a great thing, easing into it. You don't have to rush anything. You don't have to prove anything. Just ease into it. Take a step. What can you do this week that's a 5% move? Mm-hmm. What's a 10% move? You know, of, of walking more into that. Yep. You know, wanting to pick up guitar again and, and do those, uh, some musical stuff. You know, this week I've played a couple times for 20 minutes. It's a 5% move, mm-hmm. 10% move. I stole my son's harmonica and I've been playing Ooh, that here and there. Come on, I'm feeling the blues. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he had it. We were cleaning his room. I'm like, come on, take this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's bringing us into an end. Another great episode in time. Yeah, not a lot of deep spiritual insights, but a purpose, calling, deal with your crap. A whole lot of life. <laughs> that is life. That's what mm-hmm. seeking truth is all about, just wading through it. Yeah. Sometimes you're swimming. Sometimes you're walking on water. Sometimes you're like, why are all these warning lights on my dash? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs>